This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Improve your health and well-being the natural way with The Medicine Man, next on Plains FM. Good morning, this is Mike McCammon and this is The Medicine Show. It's good to have you back here. We're just going to do a little bit of a talk this morning um, because there's so much currently on the news these days about um, the value of uh, foods, the value of nutrition and cancer treatments. And I think it's rather extraordinary that they're finally saying it because, of course, naturopaths, herbalists, homeopaths, and, you know, we've been saying that for years and we've been considered the you know, fringy. <laughs> and uh, of course, it's not fringy at all. In fact, um, there are three stages of truth that I've heard. The first stage is it's um, just ignored. You know, people just ignore the truth, you know, when it comes out, just because it sounds so wacky. And I can remember the, um, the amount of flack I got in my um, budding naturopathic practice of, um, especially from the GPs, actually, when I'd seen the patient back and they'd go back and say, well, Mike McCammon told me to eat, you know, a salad a day, three, you know, six vegetables, two fruits, one protein and so forth. And the, the GPs would almost invariably say that nutrition has got nothing to do with the particular disease or illness that they had. And uh, it was, for me, it was just a no-brainer. It was quite astonishing that, um, that how, how it would upset people. So, But however, they didn't really seemed to take any notice. I managed to build up a practice and had lots of people and enjoyed myself and told them what I believed I knew that was um, about nutrition and how important nutrition was in whatever illness they had. But particularly cancer, I had a number of people turn up with cancer. So, But I was just allowed to carry on with my work, which was great, and that was in Dunedin, and I think I was the only practitioner there. Um, so the first stage of truth is that it's ignored, and that's quite a good thing because we can get on with our work and you know, people just listen to it and try it out and see that it worked. The, the second stage that happens is it's um, violently opposed. And that was another interesting phase that I went to when I even had things written in the paper about me and other and other naturopaths. And we saw it often that, um, you know, quackery and all the rest of it and how ridiculous and herbal medicine, and how dangerous it is and so on and so forth. In fact, I want to make make a point here that in the whole history of this country and uh, particularly in New Zealand I don't know about any other country but nobody has died from a herbal remedy and we can't say that about pharmaceuticals can we nobody has died from a herbal remedy so the second uh, stage is it's violently opposed or, 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 or strongly opposed and there was all sorts of articles turning up in the paper uh, you know, that were quite negative about a nutritional approaches. Um, but now we're finding we're moving from one stage to another, and this is why it's so current, because we're reading it. Um, if it's not every day, we're reading it every week, and we have a new age we're living in, which is an age where you can get information very quickly by pushing a little button or two, and you can Google it. So the average person now has access to a body of knowledge that in the past, the body of knowledge of herbal medicine was the largest body of literature in the world. So it's enormous number, uh, number of uh, websites about herbal medicine. So the third stage of truth is we're moving into it. We're not quite there yet, but uh, we're 50% there because the third stage is it's taken for granted and it's perfectly natural. And, of course, it's a no-brainer that it's quite true. And so we have 50% of our population now visit herbal, herbal medicine uh, people and use homeopathy and all sorts of so-called alternative um, 
alternative uh, treatments. So uh, it was only, I think, five or six years ago that uh, I was invited to the Cancer Society to talk, um, but I was interviewed first by the, the powers that be behind that institution, and uh, apparently I was allowed to talk about anything I liked to their, um, their cancer sufferers uh, in this big hall, as long as I didn't talk about herbal medicine or nutrition. So you can actually think what I did was just walk. I did not obviously go ahead with it. That was rather astonishing. Let's stay now, though, with some positive things about what is good for cancer. What are the normal things that are good that can actually help your body fight cancer, help your body's resistance to cancer? The first thing we'll go through is some natural fruits. Um, so I'm going to list some of these fruits that are quite common, and uh, I'm not going to explain exactly why each one of them work, but there's a certain amount of phytochemicals in there that help to support your immune system. There's even some phytochemicals that can actually stop cells from mutating. So cherries, blueberries, blackberries, apples, pears, mangoes, some small bananas, the small ladyfinger bananas, grapefruit, pink grapefruit, strawberries, pawpaw, pineapples, tangerines, and red dates. So there are some good things that can actually help your body fight cancer. Now, the vegetables, just about all vegetables except potatoes, it's generally the nightshade family that isn't so good, but the most important anti-cancer herb, sorry, plants, is broccoli, red cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, avocados, Onions, you know, onions were so precious in ancient Egypt that the hieroglyphic, which is this, the, um, the, the writing they used to do, the picture symbols for wife, was a drawing of a bag of onions. Now, onions are loaded with sulfur. They're loaded with all sorts of phytochemicals that clean the blood. Um, tomatoes, but they need to be cooked. So when you cook the tomatoes, we've got this wonderful phytochemical called um, leucopene, which is also an anti-cancer phytochemical. So tomatoes, but cook them, strange to say. Not saying that raw tomatoes aren't good for you, but if you want the leucopenes to work properly, you you cook those tomatoes. So it's a good idea. If you can't be bothered with that, just have a good tomato juice with a pinch of cayenne pepper in every morning or a little bit of black pepper, which also helps the the leucopenes to work properly. All green leafy vegetables, of course, except toxic ones like deadly nightshade and so forth. Um, So the leafy green vegetables that grow in your garden, like um, you know, kale, spinach, silver beet, um, the, uh, there's other things, carrots, they're full of vitamin A, um, they're very, very cleansing for the blood, there's leeks, celery, there's beetroot, olives, mung beans, particularly sprouted mung beans, uh, mushrooms, especially shiitake mushrooms, um, plus any of the yellow-green vegetables. So all those vegetables actually can help your body fight cancer. Now, I'm not saying they're going to cure it, but they're going to help with the other things you're doing, and hopefully you're using some, some herbal medicine along with whatever your GP has recommended within reason. There are some grains that are anti-cancer as well, such as rolled oats. Um, millet is one of my favourites because it's alkaline-forming, and at their naturopathic understanding of cancer, it's an incredibly acidic condition. And millet is one of the few grains that will alkalise your body tissues. Buckwheat's another one. Quinoa, polenta, brown rice, black rice, and wild rice are particularly all those grains are really good for your immunity, and most of them, are, on the whole, tend to create more of an alkaline 
um, body chemistry. And with, if you're having all those vegetables, you're going to have an alkaline system. And what I've discovered that all the cancer patients that I see, which is quite a number of them, whenever I test their simple salivary pH, that's the acidity of the saliva, the ones with cancer almost invariably were a pH that was very low. In other words, they were tending towards acidic, acidic of 4.5 or something like that. And whereas the ones that were the healthiest, um, almost, and I say almost because there's always an exception somewhere, but by the whole, that the healthiest people that I see, they had a pH, slavery pH of 7.5, which is quite alkaline. So remember that the most important thing is to alkalize, and the most way you alkalize is through the food. There are some legumes too that are anti-cancer, like adzuki beans, chickpeas, lentils, lima beans, but most legumes are actually good, but not peanuts because they're just too extreme too extreme in acid forming. The nuts and seeds, um, there are some good nuts and seeds that are anti-cancerous. There's almonds is the one that's most well-known. Uh, you can have them raw, but they're best soaked overnight in brine, in other words, in salt water, and dried out the next day to remove what we call the phytic acid, which is the enzyme inhibitors. But we're going to read them out, all the nuts and seeds that are good to help you to resist cancer. So almonds are the best. The next one is Brazil nuts. Three Brazil nuts will give you all the selenium you need during the, during um, in a day, and selenium is an anti-cancer trace mineral. There's hazelnuts, cashews, macadamias, the sesame seeds, and sunflower seeds. And these are all available within a five-kilometre radius of you right now. In fact, let's say within a kilometre, you can get anything that I'm talking about here. Uh, the wonderful thing is that, as I said last week, that the things that you need the most are within a five-kilometre radius. In fact, some of the things you need are actually in your own backyard. And some of these things are, of course, herbs and spices that we talked about last week. And if you didn't hear that um, particular podcast, you're welcome to go back in and uh, into the website and, and um, have another listen. You just go into NewZealandHerbals.com and you'll find there, there's a, a link that you can go to to listen to any of these talks that I've been giving. The, the herbs and spices that happen to be really good uh, as anti-cancer agents, we've all heard of turmeric, but there are others. There's ginger, um, there's cumin, there's mint. There's celery seeds and fennel, but basically all herbs and spices that are culinary or nutritional have an action on the immune system and they help to stimulate the phagocytic activity and the T lymphocytes and they get them tougher and meaner. There's certain properties in there that actually get your own defense force tougher and meaner. But I would like to mention that one of the most important herbs that help your immune system, help your digestion, help your overall immunity better than any other herb that I know. And that is something that is so common that we've all used it, and you may have even used it this morning. And if you haven't used it this morning, you're probably going to use it sometime during the day. Guess what that is? Black pepper. Nigella. It was one of the most potent herbs for anti-cancer. And so, however, the uh, best thing to do is to get good organic peppercorns and put them in one of those nice little peppercorn grinders, which will also be within one kilometre or less, might even be within uh, 100 metres of you. You may be able to find yourself a grinder, put some nice organic pepper in there and really go nuts on Nigella black pepper because it, whether you've got cancer or not, it's a good addition to your programme. It will help you digest the food properly and will help to stimulate your immunity. 
Rudder bought a coconut, he bought it for the diamond sister had another one, she paid it for the lime She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and pulled up She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and pulled up She put the lime in the coconut, she drank and pulled up She put the lime in the coconut, she called the doctor, woke him up and said Doctor, ain't there nothing I can take? I said doctor, to relieve his belly ache I said Get this straight. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to drag the boat up. Put the lime in the coconut to call the doctor. Woke him up, said doctor. Ain't there nothing I can take? I said doctor. To relieve his belly ache, I said doctor. Ain't there nothing I can take? I said herbs but that was last week and we may talk about some new ones next week but for the moment for those people that eat animal products there's some pretty interesting um, animal products that are particularly cancer resistant and help your immunity and my favorite one is king oscar sardines i say king oscars because they just seem to be so much more potent and they look like little sprightly little chaps but make sure you get the sardines whatever brand you get Make sure they're in olive oil, not canola oil. Make sure that you're getting them in olive oil because there is a bit of a trend now for um, a little bit of cost-cutting, I believe, by putting them in oils that aren't particularly good for you. And it's my opinion and a number of people's opinion that canola oil is not particularly good oil. But uh, olive oil is far better. And you can get, as long as you can get the sardines in either water or olive oil, they have a tremendous number of nutrients that will support um, your resistance and support your whole immunity. So uh, salmon's another one, particularly wild salmon. I'm not so sure about the farm salmon. Can't really comment on that, but I know the wild salmon is in particularly good with anti-inflammatory agents. And when the thing that gets cancer spreading is inflammation. What's behind it is inflammation. And what we want to do is to reduce inflammation. So fish has anti-inflammatory properties. The other one is tuna, cod, and mackerel. Those are all fish products that actually help your immunity. In terms of dairy products, the first thing to know is about a third of us uh, kind of we don't tolerate dairy that well. How do you know? Okay, if you've got blue eyes and they've got these white clouds in the iris, it generally indicates that you're intolerant to dairy products. So when you're intolerant to dairy products, you don't have any obvious symptoms beyond perhaps a little bit of sinus from time to time, a little bit of hay fever, um, 
but you won't be actually allergic to the dairy. You'll just be intolerant. And part of that is because as soon as you pasteurize something, you're, you're destroying about 40-odd different enzymes and instead of becoming a wonderful health food what it was meant to be, to, you know, to build up a, a calf into a, you know, to, to nourish a calf, unfortunately, um, it's basically drinking mucus for a number of people. I'm not saying dairy is bad as, as such, but there's a number of people that can't handle it. Um, so I encourage you to get natural dairy products, unpasteurised and whole dairy products. And there's a number of places now that have them, I think. Um, yeah, well, I won't mention anybody that has them, but they're there. They're out there, and all we have to do is look for some good dairy products. However, if you are um, intolerant to dairy products, you should be okay with whey protein. Now, you can get whey in a powdered form, and you just mix it with water, and it's extremely alkaline, and it's rich in sodium, and sodium is one of the, the best alkaline minerals you can possibly get. It's the sodium that, that neutralizes things. It's the sodium that helps the balance with calcium. So um, when calcium gets out of balance, there's pain. But if you have enough sodium, the, um, the calcium gets distributed better. Uh, plain yogurt, not flavored, not sweetened, but plain yogurt, of course, better than yogurt would be uh, kefir. And I've given a wee talk about kefir, but if you don't know anything about kefir, you're welcome to give us a ring sometime on 332-1786. We can tell you about kefir. Or if you'd like to email us on um, NZ, no, just go to our website, nzherbal.com, and you'll, there'll be a link there. You can email us, and we're happy to send out any information you like of a topic that has come up in any of these talks. Um, there's certain cheeses that are okay. We've got some wonderful cheeses from Barry Bay, but I can't remember all the wonderful cheeses, but those local cheeses that we've got can actually be quite good to, to build your system up. But the thing is that those people that are that are intolerant to dairy, you crack some pepper on it, and there's a good old Nigella again, because the moment you're putting pepper with your cheeses, you're going to digest them properly. There's other things you can put with cheese, but I would just recommend black pepper, good old black pepper. If you haven't got round to getting the organic pepper and the whole corns, well, even good old-fashioned, just ordinary old ground pepper will certainly help. You sprinkle it on your cheese, but of course it'll taste a, little, a lot more delicious if you just crack it fresh on the cheese. There's other things you can put with it, like cumin and cardamom and so forth and a little bit of cayenne pepper and that helps to digest the cheese properly so um, there are a number of dairy products that you can have but there are ways to have them you see now in terms of beverages well I mean the sky's the limit uh, there's a tremendous number of vegetables uh, that that um, you can just ju- you can just juice, and um, what I've discovered uh, of late, and a whole lot of people, just about everyone seems to have one now. It's one of those magic bullets or Nutra blenders, absolutely fantastic. I have to say, you'd think I'd be working for Nutra blender, wouldn't you? But I don't, and I'm not getting a single dollar for this. But I might add, uh, I just really know a good product, and I want to tell you all about it. So if you haven't got yourself in uh, a Nutra blender. Uh, or a magic bullet, they're my favourites, the magic bullet, rush off now to, to, to your local hardware stop, Noel Lemming or wherever you go, and get yourself a Nutri-Blender or just Google it. Uh, there's the as, as Seen on TV shop. Give them a tinkle and get yourself a magic blender. You might be able to get one of those deals where you buy one and get one free. So you buy one and then you give one away, and that's a wonderful thing to do, which, uh, which is what I did when I bought my blender. I was able to give one away, and it was such a nice feeling that uh, something like that can actually save a life. So what you do is you get yourself the blender. If you've got a garden, you pop out to the garden in the morning, get yourself a, some silver, a silver beet leaf, pick some, uh, some sage, some oregano, some parsley, um, 
just something you like, uh, your spring onion, right, and pop it in the in the Nutri-Blender with perhaps a handful of blueberries. So you've got all those leucopenes. If you've got some fresh tomato, and that's going to be easy pretty soon, isn't it? Put some, put a whole tomato in there and blend, and blend it up. Put some coconut water in there or just water. Put a little bit of um, a teaspoon of coconut fat in there. All these things are anti-inflammatory and contain tremendous anti-cancer properties. So, and you pop it in there and... Um, you grind the pepper in there if you like and uh, blend it all up and down the hatch every morning and by crikey you'll go like a well explosive amazing amazing and and they'll alkalize your system and give you a tremendous boost particularly if you're suffering from cancer I'm suggesting that no matter what you're doing if you had cancer uh, or if you're in a battle at the moment just begin to Integrate this powerful knowledge with what you're doing. If you're having chemotherapy, these herbs will help you from the side effects of chemotherapy as well. If you're um, having radiation, there's certain herbs and, and substances that help you for radiation as well. There's anti-radiation things like aloe vera juice and turmeric. Um, we have special recipes for turmeric, all sorts of things that we're putting together in the, at New Zealand Herbals. So if you need to know any more, please just email us and we'll do our best or you can come in and see any one of us. The best one to see really would be Ursina. She's a, um, a qualified naturopath and a qualified chef. So she's right behind getting all these things together for you to get anti-inflammatory properties and get an individual program for you. So some of the best vegetable juices really is carrot juice, celery juice, beetroot juice. But when you use beetroot juice, if you've got a juicer, by the way, um, actually, no, you don't need a juicer because you've got your magic bullet. That'll turn it all to juice. So gone are the days when you have to have this juicer and you've got all this fibre that you're throwing out. With a magic bullet, you'll turn it all into juice. So you can just cut your carrots up a little bit, cut your celery up a little bit, and cut your beetroot up a little bit, but not too much beetroot because beetroot can be a bit fierce. Put a slab of fresh ginger in there, fresh cabbage, a bit of parsley, green tea, and turn it all into juices. Um, And we've also got the best water. I think we're third or fourth in the whole planet for Christchurch water. It's really good water, in my opinion. I don't think you necessarily need a water filter or a fancy alkalized water thingy, you know, if you're going to spend a lot of money on it. To me, you know, I've tested the water here and it's perfectly fine, you know. Maybe there were times when it wasn't during the earthquake or, or post-earthquake, but drink lots of water. And um, so the you've got so much power in your hands. Don't give it too much to the experts. Use, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer these days that diet has a tremendous effect um, on your health and particularly when you're fighting cancer. And, of course, we get, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And, and uh, it wasn't that long ago, 100 years ago or less, um, there wasn't nearly the same incidences of cancer that we have now. We've got prostate cancer, we've got breast cancer, we've got bowel cancer, uh, we've got lymphatic cancer, we've got blood cancers. All these cancers are on the rise. And um, the natural therapy approach to these has been the same yesterday. It's the same today and it'll be the same tomorrow. You get good nutrition with anti-cancer properties. You're using the, the, the phytochemicals that are known to fight cancer. They've been known for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. And, um, you know, nowadays they're putting the light of science into why they're working, but we all know they're working. Medical textbooks were full of nutritional and herbal advice right up to 1912 until they were written out of the medical curriculum. It's very sad. So um, I'd like to finish a little bit about um, 
there's something that, that may not seem very very related, but uh, uh, around the year 1900, 1901, in the Mediterranean Sea, they found this um, astronomical instrument. It was a computer, an analog computer they found at the bottom of the Aegean Sea, I think it was. And uh, it sat in a museum for many, many years until, um, I think, you know, uh, only a few years ago, they, somebody just thought they'd put an um, X-ray at and it turns out to be the most complicated mechanism that's got over 30 meshing bronze gears. And it turns out that it's an astronomical clock um, that um, showed you where the various stars were. It also helped uh, uh, understand the weather, and they believe it was also a navigation instrument. So here we have something that's over 2,000 years old, that it's a computer. And I only say this because... We have to think there's something in the past. We used to think that people way back there were stupid, and uh, they weren't stupid. In fact, there's um, no matter what time in history, there's always been an intelligence. There's always been individuals that knew far more than the bulk of other people, and uh, there's no different today. The herbal medicine uh, is incredibly sophisticated, and it works. It really works. And uh, all we're doing now is we're just rediscovering it because the herbal medicines of the past. We, it used to be, as I said, the largest body of literature in the world. And if we look at any one of these things that I've said, we know why tomatoes, we know about leukopenes, we know about all these things that are anti-cancer, we know why they work. Now, just because someone had a different explanation of why it worked is, um, doesn't make it any less uh, useful. So um, that's about it for today. I hope that some of the information, or even if one thing got through to you today, I hope you can rush out there and start putting this information into practice because none of this is just theory. All these things have been tried and true, not by just by me and my team, but they've been tried and true for 1,000 years, at least 40,000 years of human history. Herbal medicine and nutrition has been the biggest fight, uh, the biggest ally that we have against um, disease. So the herbs and the foods help to move humanity beyond disease. Thanks very much for listening, and it'll be great to catch up with you next week. This is Mike McCammon, The Medicine Man. If you want to catch up with any more information, just Google NZ Herbals or NewZealandHerbals.com. Bless you. Have a great week. He would never eat his meals, and so they gave him medicinal compound. Now they move him round on wheels. He'll drink a drink a drink to lay the thing, the thing. Savior of